Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Hello, hello, one and all, and a loud Oski Wow Wow to you. We are the Illini Guys, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. I almost said Mike Sturdy and Brad Kegley, but you know who they are. This is the Sports Spectacular. Uh, we're getting ready for tip-off now. 12th-ranked Illinois at number 19, Michigan State. By the way, keep in mind, that start time has been moved up, and the network has changed. So it now begins at 11 a.m. Saturday, and it is on ESPN. So if you can't find it, check your listings and uh, let's uh, let's make sure we get a victory because, hey, <laughs> guys, after Wednesday night, uh, we need it. 70-59, the loss at Rutgers in a game that, let's be honest, wasn't even that close. Uh, this was a tough one. Kofi with the double-double. Uh, but Brad Surdy, let's start with you. What went wrong? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see a game. I put it out of my memory already <laughs> after that. So, um, no. It was obviously a game. Illinois didn't play well, and they didn't make shots early, and then I think it got in their heads, and they didn't defend as well as they can. Rutgers playing with so much energy. You know, give them give those guys credit, man. Rutgers is really playing well. That's yeah. I think it's four straight-ranked opponents that they beat at home. So it's really impressive what they've done. And, and Illinois, when you're not clicking and you go on the road in the Big Ten, uh, it's going to be a struggle, and you, you can't shoot poorly and you know defend poorly and then and you just really you're not gonna win it's just that simple and and when you when when the other team is playing well you're gonna lose badly yeah and and Rutgers is tough they are there they've got some size out there which makes it hard on our smaller lineup and I was most surprised by the big gap in rebounding I did not anticipate that Rutgers would run Illinois uh, out a couple nights ago on the rebounding front. I just didn't see that happening, and obviously I was wrong. Yeah, tough, and especially because, you know, Illinois has done very well on the road. I mean, now you've got back-to-back losses at Purdue last week, and now again coming in this weekend, you try to get back on it. But they had come in, had won 8 of 10 on the road, 13 of 16 in opposing Big Ten arenas, uh, but they're now winless in Piscataway since 2018. Rutgers, they, they lost their last season with, with Iowa, you recall. Tough game in the 90s. I think it went overtime, I think, in this one. But you talk about the shooting as well, guys. And, and this is something that I don't know if it's, you know, if it's, if it's, it's guys with tired legs or what it is. But, but it's the sixth time in Illinois' last eight games that they failed to shoot at least 33% from, from, from behind the arc. Six of 23 Wednesday night. Now, here's how important this is in the in-out game. The only plays with Kofi Coburn in the middle, the most dominant player in college basketball. The Illini, 13 and two, when they hit at least a third of their shots from, from three point land, only five and five when they don't. And, and this was a result. You can see what happens. The 0 for 13 start from outside the arc, and they just never got it untracked. So, so you don't think starting 0 of 13 is good? So, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's, that's pretty bad. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny. This team is a streaky shooting team, and there are times they look like they're world beaters when they're making shots from the perimeter, and there are times they look very pedestrian offensively um, when they don't make any shots. And I can't really fault the looks they get either. I mean, they get some pretty pretty good looks from the perimeter, um, and and just not knocking them down. Whether it's uh, you know Jake Grandison, Demonte Williams, or Alfonso Plummer, Trent Frazier, 
you go down the list. I mean, even the young guys have come in and you know, other than RJ Melendez, the young guys have struggled a little bit, you know, Luke Goody hasn't shot it well, you know, so it's just, uh, it's kind of perplexing when you see a team that, you know, can shoot that isn't making shots. We blame legs, we blame whatever, but uh, the reality is they just got to step up and knock them down. And I, I th- I've seen a lot of hesitation too. And those, my, my frustration is open shot pump fake into a, Two dribble, 15-foot contested shot doesn't seem like a good uh, offensive game plan for me. Yeah, and that's what what I was having the same problem with is, you know, you, you have an open shot. You take – instead, you fake it. You take three dribbles, pick up your dribble, and then either take a contested shot or force to make a very tough pass. And when they start hesitating on threes, it's that's when I start thinking that, wow, we need something – to change the pace of the game. And maybe that's where a bigger player like a Coleman Hawkins or a RJ Melendez can get to the basket. And maybe it's not just Kofi who has to score on the inside. Yeah, it just seems like this team right now is just not quite in sync. Uh, that win at Indiana seems like an eternity ago, and it was only two weeks um, but this loss now for a moment dropped Illinois into a three-way tie for first place. You lose that advantage. If you win, you stay a game ahead of everybody. Now you're a half game back because later on that night, Wednesday night, Purdue uh, held on at Northwestern. That was, again, the difference. You got to win on the road. Northwestern playing them extremely well. Purdue, again, a bit out of sorts, but they found a way to, to get a win. And now you've got a Michigan State uh, team that has lost three of its last four. They're at nine and five. They must win because they don't want to fall two games behind the leaders who all have uh, have four losses, um, you know, to your point, you know, Brad, they've, they've got to figure something out here and fast. Yeah, there's no rest. I mean, in this, oh. in this league, man, you go from one team to the next team who you know, it's another tough game. You're on the road at Michigan state. And then you've, you know, uh, Ohio state at home and, you know, you still got games at Michigan and you've got Iowa and I mean, a lot of tough games on the stretch. And, there's nothing easy in this league as uh, Michigan state's found that out. And Illinois found out that uh, the other night at Rutgers, but um, you know, and, and how about Rutgers? They're kind of in the mix here for the, for the uh, conference title. Who just thought that was going to be a thing uh, back in December when they were struggling. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like going to the Breslin center to try to straighten things out. So the Illini have a, a big task in front of them and they know that uh, um, Mr. Izzo We'll be having guys roughing Kofi up on the inside to see what he can take. And it's going to be a battle in there. And the Illini have to be prepared for that. And like you said, Brad, EJ Liddell is around the corner at home. So this, you know, it's not like you're Duke in the ACC where you don't have to worry about playing anybody or Gonzaga out West. It's the Big Ten and every night's a slugfest. Yeah. How about this? Rutgers has now beaten four straight ranked teams. That's more ranked teams than Duke has played all season. That's how weak the Duke resume is. Let's just get a little dig on the Blue Devils while we're out of here. Yeah, no question. All right, much more in the game versus the Scarlet Knights coming up and uh, a look ahead as well with the matchup with the Spartans. It's ahead on the show. Up next, the man who was on the mic, he called that Rutgers game for the Big Ten Network. Brandon Gauden standing by to give us his thoughts on these Illini and this amazing chase for the Big Ten Championship. As Brad mentioned, now suddenly Rutgers, just a game and a half out of first. Who would have thought that, that they would be standing uh, leaps and bounds ahead of a Michigan team right now at this point in the season? Keep it here. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On Call Urgent Care. 
That's right, Demonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimates. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Illini Super Senior Trent Frazier is in the running for the National Senior Class Award, but he needs your help. One third of the vote comes from you, the fans. And right now, uh, folks, he's a distant uh, second place uh, to that guy from Purdue. So come on, let's get with it. Here's what you do. Go to our website, IlliniGuys.com. Click on the Vote for Trent link on the right side of our homepage, and you can vote for the Illini star as many times as you'd like. Like if you're bored during lunch, just sit and keep clicking. Why not? It all counts. Voting is open until March 21st, but he has a lot of ground to make up, so uh, get to it. Go to IlliniGuys.com and uh, get to clicking right there on the right side of your screen. Busey Bank is sponsor of our segment right now. Brandon Godden is a veteran play-by-play man for uh, Big Ten Network, Fox Sports, FS1. I watch games of his all the time, and I'm still waiting for him to make a mistake. I mean, I'm just a little bit jealous because this guy is flawless. He joins us now in the Sports Spectacular. Brandon, welcome to the show. Oh, that's that's too kind. I appreciate it, Larry. But believe me, and I know you're embellishing a little bit, but I made plenty of mistakes last night alone, or the the other night when Illinois played Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, well, here's it, but here's the thing: uh, you know you're a pro when you can smooth it over, and it isn't noticeable to all of us watching at home. So kudos <laughs> to you, my friend. Um, as you mentioned a couple nights ago, you you did that Rutgers game, and and you and I were talking here in the break. This was was not a uh, this was an uh, this was uncharacteristic for a, a Brad Underwood team. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I think afterward, the way he characterized it is he said it's been a long time since my team got punched in the mouth like that, and that's exactly right. It's one thing to go on the road and lose; that would have been totally acceptable. I mean, Rutgers had beaten three straight ranked opponents, and I really think most people don't realize this, but that is the toughest road venue in the Big Ten when it's packed like it was. People say Mackey, and Mackey's just as tough, but I think Rutgers is right there. But you're right; the way that they lost to get almost doubled up on the glass. Uh, I, I would have thought at the beginning of the year, if you would have told me that would have happened to Illinois at any juncture, I would have said no way. So the way that they lost just getting out tufts and Rutgers so much more physical, I think that was the surprising nature of the loss. I do think it's a blip on the radar. I said that at the end of the game last night. I don't think there's a reason to sound any alarm bells. Illinois is still right there near the top of the Big Ten and everything for them is very much in play. Yeah, and that's the thing, I think, that, that a lot of Illini fans, the concerning thing is they've lost two out of the last three games, both on the road, but as you mentioned, at Purdue and at Rutgers, as you said, probably the two most difficult venues to play in in the Big Ten. And here's the thing, I think, where this program is right now is that you could lose two of three, and yet you're still tied for first place yep. with, five, with five games to go. 
Yep. And I think all along, most of us have been saying that five losses would probably win the Big Ten this year. And that is what it's shaping up to be. You've got four teams with four losses at the top in this log jam. And you've still got, for most teams, five games to go. Some have six, even seven, just because of the COVID issues that happened early and how the scheduling worked out. So again, I, I think if you're Illinois, you look at it and you say, we can still not only win the Big Ten regular season title, still get a great seed in the tournament. And 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 Jess and I talked about this during the broadcast. And Larry, I'm sure you agree. Like Illinois and Purdue are, to me, built for March. Yeah. They've, got, they've got the big man. They've got the perimeter guards. They've got enough shooters. They have freshmen that are starting to surge, in particular, R.J. Melendez, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So when you bring all those pieces together and you get outside of your conference and face other teams that aren't used to seeing a Kofi Coburn and defending Plummer and Frazier, I think that's where where they're going to be dangerous. So I, I think come March, they're as dangerous as any team in the country. I really believe that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think you're right because they do have all those particulars. We saw Purdue a couple hours later in the second game uh, that was after the Illinois Rutgers game. And we saw Jaden Ivey, who is a future lottery pick, held to eight points yep. by, by Northwestern. I mean, it's just it's one of those things that and listen, I, I'm not trying to cast aspersions. But meanwhile, Gonzaga out west rolls to a 20 point win over Pepperdine. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, either at Pepperdine. I mean, it's, 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 and again, I'm not trying to say the guns because Gonzaga is my number one. They're probably your number one. They're worthy. They're a final four national t- you know, title uh, 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 front runner. Yeah. But the competition's different. But it's different. Yeah. yeah. And if Gonzaga is in the Big Ten right now, they probably have three or four losses. Absolutely. Within conference play. It, there's no disrespect. And, and I think if you ask Mark Few, he would understand that. It's just a different level of play. But again, could Gonzaga win the national championship? Absolutely. Do they have as much talent as anybody? Yeah. Yes. But it's, it's just apples and oranges this time of year. Yeah, and as I uh, uh, pointed out, and I probably will point out again later because I, I kind of enjoy the stat, Rutgers now four straight wins over ranked opponents. That's twice as many opponents, ranked opponents, as Duke has played the <laughs> entire season. So we put that in perspective. Talking with uh, Brandon Godden here, uh, he's the veteran uh, play-by-play man. Again, uh, did the game, uh, Illinois Rutgers game, and he does several games a year. Brandon, tell us very quickly, how did you get involved? And in, uh, in, I want to get back to Illinois in a moment, but how'd you get involved in play-by-play and, and how many games, what's your schedule like in a season? Well, I know you've got some Atlanta roots as well, Larry. And I, uh, I actually grew up in Southern Indiana, but I was a big Braves fan. So, because back then in the early nineties, the Braves were surging and you couldn't watch a ton of games on TV, but the Braves were always on TBS. Yeah. And so I watched Skip Carey, Don Sutton, Pete Van Weren, Joe Simpson. Those were my guys. I've watched every Braves telecast. And I started to say, you know what? I like this. I like the art of the, I, I love playing, but I knew at some point my career, I'm 5'10", 160 pounds. Like my career wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> So I, I, I like the art of calling a game, and I went to college to Butler University in Indiana, Indianapolis for it, and I just have stuck with it ever since I got out. And, you know, most of us get to do this business, Larry. I'm sure you say the same. You say, well, you feel like you're not really working. And most of the time, the only part to me that feels like work is the airplane and the hotel and the travel arrangements. But getting to the arena and calling the game, that like that's, that's the fun part. And this year I'll be able to call over 50 college basketball games and wow. be a part of the big 10 tournament. So uh, uh, it's cliche, but I, I feel like a kid in a candy store and I'll keep doing it until somebody tells me to not do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you go over to news like uh, like like I did. Uh, <laughs> make that switch over. So uh, it felt the same way. I've done this. Um, you know, I, I tell the young people I work with 34 years now. I've done this, and you're right. It's not like working. I've worked other jobs, and the regular jobs stink. I mean, this is this is a lot of <laughs> by comparison. You know, again, uh, no yeah. no disrespect, but uh, we do a fantastic job, and we always enjoy. Um, having you on these. I want to talk about, you mentioned in terms of uh, R.J. Melendez and, and what he has done. And I think when you talk about Illinois and, and looking to March in terms of what they got, he, I think he's that X factor that, that, that we didn't see coming when the season began um, because he's, he, brought, he brings in so much energy. He was smooth in the end of that Northwestern game when they needed a spark, came in. And, and as, a, as a kid, he hit six of six down the stretch free throws to keep them at bay and preserve the win. He comes in against Rutgers and scores 10 points in the final six minutes, almost single-handedly kind of put Bill Illinois, he and Kofi back in the game. What do you see in his game that, that impresses you that uh, I, I know you're impressed with him as well? I think what I didn't realize early on in this season, just because we didn't see that much of him, was the elite athleticism and, and the defense. Like Brad Underwood was talking, like, this kid can defend too. And you're like, well, okay, we'll see it. I thought we would see it next year. I didn't think we would see it this year, but Brad Underwood has gave him an opportunity and credit RJ Melendez because he has taken off with it. What the last three games, he's over 30 points and I think around 50 minutes. Yeah. That's good production for a freshman. And not only that, he's had a couple impressive blocks on the defensive end. He's had a couple of steals. So I, I think the comfort level that we've seen from him in particular, Northwestern and Rutgers, even in a loss, is what is starting to separate. Because I think early in the year, and Larry, you and I were talking about this during a break, I think a freshman that gets his first minutes mid to late season probably goes out there thinking, I don't want to screw up because I, I just want to keep my five to seven minutes, be a part of the rotation. Well, he's through that phase now. Yeah. I, now you can see out there that he's like, game on. Like, I'm, I am now, I've grown up. I'm ready to play at this Big Ten level. And so I, I fully expect him, and Brad Underwood said as much after Rutgers, to have him continue to be in the rotation. And those minutes go from five minutes a game to 10 to 15, maybe even more than that. And you said X factor. We've talked a lot about Curbelo being the X factor. And I think his continued emergence and stability is needed for this team. But Melendez is, is certainly right now, I think, the guy to keep your eye on that can maybe take Illinois from here to bump him up even another notch. Yeah, he's that other guy that, that gives the opposing coaching staff another headache yep. to worry about, to your point, that Illinois hasn't had that type of athlete on the wing in a long time for, for long-time Illinois fans, maybe Brian Randall back in the 2000s. I mean, he's got that kind of athleticism, um, but he's got a little more polished game than what, than what Randall did back in the day. Uh, I would agree with that. Looking at the Big Ten, I think that, that, that Purdue and Illinois are and have kind of already established themselves as the class of the Big Ten this year. Um, don't discount Wisconsin. Johnny Davis has been outstanding. What a job Greg Gard has done this year yeah. with that yeah. team that we didn't see coming. Um, you know, Michigan right now, do you see where Michigan comes up and makes any, I, I just, I, I think they relied on, on some freshmen and that's all you're rolling the dice and that happens. I, I don't know what they have enough to get it, to stay above 500 and, and be a, a contender, but they can spoil some, some fortunes for other teams. So everyone likes to say with a lot of the big 10 teams, boy, I can't figure them out. And that's fair. I think there are several that we could make that case for. I think Iowa, sometimes even Ohio state, but to me, Michigan is the top of the, I can't figure them out list. <laughs> and you look at the last couple of weeks, it's just kind of a prime example. You look so good against what Purdue they, right. and then you turn around the next game and you completely flip the switch. So I, I, I think that they're a team. You're right though, that if they get hot, 
they're a team that could roll off a few wins and really surprise some people in the Big Ten tournament. Um, now, because they've been so inconsistent, Larry, I wouldn't predict that. I think it's going to be hard for them to string three to four consecutive days of good basketball together just because we haven't seen it throughout the season. But could they show up and pull off a huge upset and upset a top seed in the Big Ten tournament? 100%, absolutely. And they, there's no question that they have the talent. Like they, they have enough talent out there to do whatever needs to be done to win these games in the Big Ten. It's just for whatever reason – it's a mix of parts that has not worked this year like it did last season um, uh, for Jawan Howard. So I tell you what, I, I hope that they kind of get on the uptick here at the end of the year, because to me, they're one of those programs that when Michigan basketball is better, the Big Ten is better for it, uh, kind of yeah. similar to Indiana. Right. So I hope that they can end on the uptick here, because coming off last season, they had so much momentum and you felt like they were heading in the right direction. But certainly this year has been a little bit of a step back. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Indiana. You mentioned earlier Ohio State. I know you've got that game. You mentioned uh, in the commercial break that's coming up. Um, the the Buckeyes, another team. Do they they've got a lot of games to play? I think they play like eight in twenty days or something like that. It's a crazy schedule because of all the COVID cancellations. Can either one of those teams um, be in it in in the end? That's the thing. Ohio State. You're right. They're nine and four. This is a twenty game schedule. They've only played thirteen. So. That, that to me is, is the question. Where can they go? Because four losses, that right now is the fewest tied with, as we talked about earlier, fewest for anybody in the Big Ten, but they only have the nine wins. I think Ohio State, to me, it's Purdue and Illinois, like we, like we discussed. And then I see Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Michigan State somewhere in that next rung. And I don't, I'm not sure which pecking order they fall in, but I do think that Ohio State, I mean, heck, you look at their schedule, Indiana at home, they do have a couple of tough games in there, and it's a, it's a busy schedule, as you mentioned, but I, I think they have as good of a chance as maybe anybody to go ahead and win the regular season in the Big Ten. Um, Indiana is, look, I grew up in, in southern Indiana, as I mentioned earlier, and this, this is a program that we know the history but the banners are getting a lot of dust on them up at Assembly Hall. Like it, it's been a while, and I know they had the 2002 run, but really you have to go back to, to, the, to the 90s to where it was sustained success for the Hoosiers. Um, and I thought that they were starting to hit their stride a few weeks ago, and now they're regressing a little bit, in particular on offense. The last few games they've started to regress. I don't know if that's just the late season scouting. Big Ten teams know them so well. Whatever the case, they've got to figure it out. They've got to figure it out sooner. They may play them themselves out of the NCAA tournament yet again this season. I think you're right. I mean, as we're talking, uh, four straight losses we into the weekend. Um, you know, they were they were firmly in the tournament right now. They played themselves. I've got them still in my bracket, but, but, but barely, <laughs> I mean, it's be, uh, because I think their resume is still strong enough, but it, you're right. It's one of those where you're starting to get into the area where some scrutiny in terms of that, I have to ask you this um, mentioning Indiana, and I don't mean this in a wrong way, but for three years, I've heard everyone talk about how great trace Jackson Davis is. And I mm -hmm. don't mean this as a negative. I really, I promise you, I really don't, but I wait. He's a fantastic athletic four man. He's an, he's yep. a, but he's in today's game to be a, be a great four. You've got to be able to, to, to step out and, and hit the jump shot. Yeah. And I've watched Indiana. I probably watched the 12, 15 Indiana games over his career, at least, if not more than that. And I've yet to see him hit a shot outside of five feet. Yeah, I agree. And he said all off season that that was the NBA feedback that he needed to hit the mid range jumper. And he shot a few of them early. 
and he just didn't have a ton of success with it. And I think he realized his bread and butter is, is five feet and in. And I, I just think that's the player that he is. Could he move on to the next level and develop a respectable jump shot? Yeah, but he's never going to be a three-point shooter. Yeah. And with his size at the next level, I think you have to, your point, Larry, I think you've got to have that in your arsenal. We, we say this so often in the last decade, but that NBA game has changed so much. Yeah to where you you have to if you're his size you have to be able to step out and shoot you also have to defend an elite level he's a great shot blocker but there are also some other areas where maybe with some quicker guys at the next level he might have to step up in that area too but but yeah I think he's a great college player yep. that may not translate to the next level I think he's been a, a great player for Indiana uh, but if he doesn't develop that 15 and out range jump shot 15 foot and outrange jump shot I don't know I I'm not an NBA scout um, but the, <laughs> but the feedback seems to be consistent with what you're saying that that he does need that to move forward yeah I keep I, I guess I keep waiting I, and I think of all the great you know the fours that you've seen any kind of plays out of position and that's not fair too but before I let you go our audio engineer Patrick Wynn uh, when we talked about you coming on the show he said wait a minute Brandon he's the guy on Madden football <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't play video games. Tell us about Madden football. That's pretty cool. I don't play video games either. Don't tell the people at EA that. <laughs> yeah. I I've been fortunate to be able to do that now for the last six years with Charles Davis, who's a CBS football analyst with Ian Eagle. Uh, and it's, it's been a blast. Now it's, I used to have to go down to Orlando pretty much every week to record for that game. But since COVID hit, we couldn't go down to the studio in Orlando anymore. So we actually record from our house. And that's kind of been a blessing with all the travel during football and basketball season to be able to just hop on a zoom call here. And Charles does it from his house. Uh, but it's cool. Yeah, we do. We do a couple sessions a week, usually on Monday or Tuesday or whenever the schedule allows during basketball season. But uh, I, I don't play the game. My nephew does. I've played him 10 times and I have never been within three touchdowns of him and he's he's 13 years old so that just shows how long it's been since i've played video games and how i will let you go we're out of time but um so enjoyable um enjoy the rest of the season hopefully we get a chance to be back on the show again later and um really appreciate your insights and and again we're big big fans continue success to you as well Thanks, Larry. Yeah, I won't be uh, in Champaign the rest of the season, but who knows, maybe we'll see you in Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament. We look forward to that, and we'll try to catch up with you then. Brandon Godden, thanks so much, and safe travels. Thank you. Okay, Brandon Godden of uh, Fox Sports, BTN, FS1 as well, play-by-play guy. And again, uh, for Big Ten fans, he's doing the Villanova game uh, here this weekend, and then he's got Indiana Ohio State next week. Be sure uh, to check him out. Uh, the smooth pipes of Brandon Godden uh, bringing us uh, – all the goods. This segment presented by Busey Bank, and you're listening to the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by AtlantaGuys.com. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Larry Smith, Mike Kengley, and Brad Sturdy. We are the Illini Guys, and this is the Sports Spectacular. A lot of stuff going on um, around campus and around the Big Ten. Let's start with uh, the football team announcing this week 
Uh, mark your calendars. April 21st is the night for the spring football game. You know, it was big last year because it was kind of the first chance to see um, the guys on the field since Bielema took over. Now we've bielema has got a season behind him. It should be interesting to kind of see, um, uh, see the guys get out there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of those things where, you know, when Illinois is kind of struggling, spring football was just kind of a thing that happened. Yeah. And if you were bored, you'd watch it. But, I mean, now I'm really interested in seeing what they do. They've done a good job of, you know, recruiting in state. They've got some of these guys on campus, early guys. We'll see how they interact and how they perform. And, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, everybody's going to be watching the quarterbacks and see how they look uh, coming, coming out of this. Yeah, and a Thursday night game means – that it'll get the spotlight and coach B talked about that for the season. So I think he's applying the same strategy for the spring game. That's a good move. Yeah, really is. And he likes those nighttime games. So that's a primetime game on BTN seven 30 kickoff for that. Again, the orange and blue scrimmage, it's always a big deal. And a couple of uh, games as well during the regular season, the Chattanooga game moved to a Thursday night, the Indiana game moved to a Friday night. So uh, a lot of games under the lights there at Memorial Stadium. Uh, and those lights could be the best lights that money could buy if a report comes to fruition. A couple of days ago, guys reportedly NBC looking to make a bid for the Big Ten football package, possibly $1.1 billion a year. Uh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, I would take that package um, for our the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. I, I don't our offer wasn't quite that big, but we're, we're, we're also talking NBC. No, uh, that's pretty uh, crazy when you think about that kind of money because they're at $440 million right now. So you're, you're more than doubling their package right now, which is, you know, it's going to be huge for those, for all these Big Ten programs. I mean, that is just a lot of money to put in the coffers to use for facilities, for coaches, for uh, all those extra things that you need uh, without going to your boosters because right now, you know, your boosters are kind of, you know, they, they're doing all this stuff, trying to get the renovation of this or improve this or whatever. Well, now you get all this NIL stuff, too. You can kind of funnel your boosters over and say, hey, why don't you sub- do this? You know, we, and, and I know you can't do that, but you know it's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays out. Yeah, and the University of Texas, which fits so much better academically with the Big Ten, has to be kicking themselves because their contract is paying a little over $400 million a year. Uh, with the SEC, and you've got to wonder, wow, we could have held off and went with people who are a little more like us academically and made a ton more money. So, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> yeah, I think the SEC just reported um, earlier this month that each school got about $55 million from their package. Um, this is one that, again, just, you know, quick math, we're talking $75 million uh, and upwards for every Big Ten school. If this goes through, that doesn't include um, all the basketball money that you would get. That's just the football package alone. And so uh, to Brad's point, that's um, that's a, a lot of cheese. Now the, the current deal, it's a six-year package with Fox Sports. As Brad mentioned, that pays the Big Ten $440 million a year, and that runs through 2023. So this would begin in the 2024 season, but it's one of those things that, um, you know, this is the time. I mean, it's 2022. I mean, there are only two years left. And so those negotiations, if the reports out there means, you know, we all know where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, the way I look at it, Larry, is the other thing is, and Brad's probably really excited by this, but NBC owns the Peacock uh, streaming and they own the WW or they have the WWE on there. So we might be able to do some cross promotion with Brock Lesnar and Kofi Coburn. I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, Mike. You, you read my mind. I was definitely thinking about how we can weave the WWE into this. But uh, I, I'd expect nothing less, less from you, though. I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> well, to report out there, we'll see what happens as, as they begin to um, – um to work this deal but again it's one of those where um it's a fun time we've talked about as we mentioned before talking with josh whitman earlier this uh in this uh academic season the athletic director for the university of illinois talking about the changing landscape and and so um you know there's no question that you know he's a forward-thinking guy and i'm sure he's already had those conversations as well and is already thinking about how, what they can do uh with all of that money yeah no question i i think um that's that's one of those things that's almost like you're spending the money before you get it for the next two years if that goes through so you're like oh here's what i'm gonna do with this yes it's like a you know it's like my big Illini guy salary every every week that i every month that i get there you go wait to spend it exactly exactly in that lambo in the driveway there you go yes 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 and you've got another one on the way so that's right Well, stay with us. Coming up next, we've got uh, the guys from Campus Inc. are doing a lot of name image likeness deals with almost every Illinois basketball player. We'll talk with them about those deals, how this all works, when we continue here on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Just a quick reminder, the second annual Illini Guys $1,000 Bracket Challenge is coming up in March. Make your perfect bracket and compare it against others in Illini Nation and win cash prizes. There is no fee to enter, but you must be a member of IlliniGuys.com to play along. So go to IlliniGuys.com or email us at info at IlliniGuys.com for more information. Come on and join us. All right. Our Game Changer segment presented by OSF Healthcare. You know, we're doing what we can to bring you more information on the name, image, likeness landscape that has certainly altered college sports as we know it, um, what it is, how it works, who is involved, and, and really how you can get involved as well. And a couple of guys who are doing their part in working merchandise deals with Illini student athletes, Stephen Farragut, Adam Cook of Campus Inc. joining us here on the Sports Spectacular. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Larry. Yeah, great to have you guys on. So much I want to talk to you about. Let's start first with uh, Campus Inc. I mean, you guys do shirts, right? But tell us tell us uh, who you are and what you do. Sure. So um, I'm one of the owners of Campus Inc. I graduated from the University of Illinois in 2014, and I started selling apparel out of my frat house. 
um, for an event called unofficial St. Patrick's day. And, uh, one thing led to another and I was buying my shirts from this small shop on sixth street, um, 710 South sixth street. If Illini fans can remember that, um, by what was most recently firehouse, but Ron Robin and, 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 uh, there's a bunch of other bars over there. Anywho, one thing led to another, and I was able to join um, them in business. Uh, they handed me the keys to the business and said, let's, let's do it and let's grow. So we rebranded the company from Campus Sportswear to Campus Inc. Um, since then, we are rooted in working with students. So we teach college students all around the country how to design and sell apparel. Um, no different than how I got my start. Um, as we've grown the business, we've started developing like national brands that we run e-commerce for. And we were fortunate enough to be able to build out the Illini store, which is kind of why we're here today. So um, we are still in Champaign-Urbana. Our headquarters is uh, right off Kenyon Road. Um, and we've got a retail spot right on John Street. Uh, we print mostly orange and blue, but we do print uh, quite, a, quite a few other like uh, different organizations and clubs and stuff around the country. So that's Campus Inc. That is really cool. And uh, you obviously have um, had had some conversations with people because that's the most succinct explanation of a startup business and, and start of a business and how it's gone that I've ever heard. Um, and how did you guys get involved in the NIL space? So Adam and I um, are pretty good friends from back in the day we were selling software together. Um, Adam is a close friend of mine, was an usher in my wedding and is a professor in sports in Northwestern. Um and it started with a couple text messages, Adam. Yeah, I uh, so I grew up in the Chicagoland area. Um, I got recruited to play volleyball in college. So I moved out to California, uh, came back in 2000, uh, end of 2016. And that's where I got connected with the software company with Steven and uh, traveling. And then when uh, all the NIL legislation changed and this opportunity opened up on the table, um, lots of people started knocking on Steven's door and uh, sure enough, I got a, a phone call like, hey, you know, what, what's going on here? Where, where's the liability? Where's the opportunity? And so we just kind of started having a conversation there. I um, was able to lend some expertise from, uh, you know, teaching in the sport administration space, as well as my experience as a student athlete. Um, and then, you know, just knowing that, that there is this opportunity on the table and a lot of people are going to be, you know, kind of scrambling for a, a piece of it. Um, just hearing where where Steven's head was at of wanting to put the athletes first really made me excited about what he was doing at Campus Inc. And having seen the growth there organically from, you know, a little bit of a distance and um, as the momentum started to pick up, uh, fortunately, we're at a place now where, you know, we, we, we've been able to do this full time. So it's it's a great opportunity. And and as we were talking at the commercial break just just now that that this is the the wild, wild west. I mean, this began in July 1st and because Congress uh, was slow as Congress is always slow with putting any kind of legislation together, any kind of parameters. We're all literally kind of making this up as we go along. Right. I mean, in, in, in some respects. So how much fun or how daunting has that process been when you're going through and saying, well, can we do this? And yeah, I guess we can. Nobody says we can't. <laughs> so the irony of it is I really wasn't looking in the space. I was reading a little bit about it. Didn't know much. And I get a text message from one of our students that works for us. His name is Joey Hartz, sophomore in college. He sells merch for us. He designs. And he goes, I just messaged all the players on the basketball team and they would like us to do merch for, for, for them. Can we do that? And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I just messaged them all on Instagram and 
you know, like Alfonso Plummer messaged me back and Brandon Pajemski messaged me back and he starts giving me a list and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. Um, and next thing you know, um, we're meeting with, this is back in July when this, yeah, literally when it first came out, cause all the athletes were starting to post about it and I really didn't know much about it. And if it weren't for a student really saying, Hey, um, you know, can we do their merch? I was like, I guess, let me look into it, you know, and these are just students trying to hustle and sell apparel. Um, and that's when we really dove into it and started having conversations and learning about it. And that's really where I leaned on Adam because he comes from that world. Um, and you know, I did know that the athletes have a lot on the line and I don't want to be the company that messes it up for them. (laughs) Well, and that's, that's the thing too, is, you know, use the term wild, wild west. You know, it's the similar term everybody kind of in the space is using because it is new and it's, it's, uh, it's a bit awkward sometimes when, you know, you're looking for information and you're looking for, uh, you know, standards or some sort of precedent that's been set on how to do things. And it doesn't necessarily exist. And as you dig a little bit deeper and maybe you're looking for some answers from some governing bodies or, or, you know, some leaders in this space, a a lot of times people are kind of, you know, taking their hands off it and saying, well, we'll just kind of see what happens as we go along. And so there is a little bit of that, uh, you know, trepidation where there's a lot on the line sometimes for these athletes, particularly, you know, we could talk about international student athletes, um, for example, but uh, it's also really exciting because you know that for the first time, there's this massive opportunity to to leverage the hard work and and just that their name, image, and likeness that they've been so disciplined and worked so hard to build. They can now finally leverage that in a space that benefits them in a really meaningful way. Talking here with Stephen Farrick and Adam Cook of Campus Inc. here on the uh, Game Changers line presented by OSF Healthcare. Uh, here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. And yeah, to your point, that's one thing we've we've had the Illini Guardians on, and I know you guys are are, are working with them as well. Um, it's it's a different landscape. Look, this isn't this isn't 1950, um, where guys are getting, you know, 10 bucks a month laundry money, you know, <laughs> as a student athlete. It's right. a big game, it's a it's a billion dollar industry. Um, and and yes, I, I'm I'm one of those people that I am a a, a proponent of. You're getting a college education in exchange for that. But I think the landscape has changed because the TV dollars have gotten so large um, and the marketplace has changed. And so um, that's one where I really think that this is a now that it's it's legal, now that it's a good thing, uh, that certainly works out. I know you guys are doing things with with the Illini Guardians, too. How's it been in terms of working with other organizations? Um, It does feel like that everyone, um, while you may be, you know, you're on this side, you're on this side, but everyone is still is really willing to walk in lockstep together to kind of get to the common goal. Yeah, I, th- I think when we entered the space, we're walking in uncharted territory. So we're trying to find people that are also walking in uncharted territory and look left and right and ask them, you know, are we doing this right? Um, and so a lot of a lot of our early conversations, um, even before Illini Guardians, were with you know, Marty and, and, and Cam Cox. Um, and I give them a lot of credit for just guiding us and, you know, helping us out and, and making sure, you know, we were doing things correctly. And, you know, when we started talking to Illini Guardians, uh, we realized we all, we all had the same mission. You know, we want to put the athletes first and, and get, you know, make them real money and, and change their livelihood. And so um, it's been great to work with them and, and Pat and Lou and, and Tommy, and, and we're going to have an event, uh, this Saturday at Joe's on weed, actually, 
um, where we're going to be selling jerseys with them and, and some of their merch. So it's been fantastic. Yeah, I think it's it's really cool to, you know, Stephen was talking about just trying to make athletes real money. And there's this this kind of obvious space where, you know, if you're in a power five conference, you know, playing basketball or football and you're one of the top three players. Sure, you've got national recognition and, and yeah, you can get some endorsement deals. You know, the NIL money is a no brainer. But I think the really exciting piece that we've seen is, uh, you know, maybe some of those kids that are coming off the bench. Uh, or maybe some of those non-revenue generating sports that have a really niche following. So, you know, I, I was a volleyball player. That's I played volleyball in college. Uh, you know, there's no pro path to volleyball in, in the States, right? But it is an incredibly tight-knit community that you can, if you have a merch line or you want to sell your jerseys, um, you can develop a really meaningful following. And, uh, you know, we've seen that across the board from from different metrics that people have been putting out with, you know, uh, gymnastics athletes or swim and dive. You, you, you've got opportunity across the board. It's, it's not just those kind of, you know, top three percent power five schools. Um, there's really good opportunity for everybody here. And you've got those other sports, women's basketball or swimming, you mentioned where you have those athletes who are influencers on social media. And so your marketing is already baked in right there that you're right and that you know maybe jersey x of this university doesn't sell well in colorado but at the same time there's those athletes in colorado who do have a following whose jerseys will sell and so exactly with the internet you can make that happen no question about that okay so you mentioned the Illini athletes um are you guys working only with with basketball or what are you guys doing with the Illini athletes and and what products do you have out there yeah. So if, if fans go to Illini.store, they'll see um, we have, I believe, 10 players from the basketball team. Um, and uh, what we curated for them was their locker room. So they can sell their jersey, their jersey, um, their basics. Right. Um, but then what we also do is we'll do like limited releases for each of the players, whether it's the return of Andre Curbelo as a superhero or the Breakfast Club Freshman Club or We've got Puerto Rican triple threat coming out this weekend. Um, you know, we started with basketball to just, you know, prove a point, make sure we could do it. And sure enough, um, we're starting to talk football and other sports. And um, as Adam also said, part of our, our goal is, is, is that we have to be inclusive. Um, we have to make sure there's, there's a platform that everyone can use that they can sell to their markets. And, um, you know, one thing we did, we worked with Brandon Pajemski who hadn't stepped on the court yet. And so we said, how are we going to sell his name, image, and likeness? And instead of trying to do Illini stuff, we actually did his hometown, St. John's High School. And we read it as high school jersey. And so he was able to give back to his high school, but all of his fans from back home bought it. So, you know, it, it's all about proving these little use cases um, and, and finding little niches that work for them because it's our first time doing it. What, what's been the craziest story? That, I mean, it's just been a few months, like you said, and it's been a whirlwind. But what's the, what's the craziest story so far you've had? in the NIL space since you began this back in, back in the summer. The craziest story. Um, I think it's that when I look in my phone, it's Kofi, Urbello, Plummer, <laughs> Grandison, um, you know, RJ, Luke, they're literally like, they're part of the family now. Like I I'm like, I'm screaming at the TV, but you know, I'm, I'm so invested in them, but we're also trying to make them money and, and help them out. And so 
like I'm sending them designs and they're saying like, Oh, can we, can we change this a little bit? Can we tweak that? Like they're enjoying doing this as just like a fun thing. Um, and I love when they text me back and they're like, this is awesome. I need to send some to my mom. You know, <laughs> that is one of the most fun, like, I mean, just to show my phone and be like, Hey, it's, it's the whole, whole, whole lineup right there. <laughs> um, that that's been a privilege, um, and, and been really great because, you know, they're, they're incredible human beings. And we launched, uh, we decided to celebrate Andre's birthday party at our retail space. So we set up Andre's birthday. We did an entire merch line. Um, Jay, one of his mentors and coaches flew in and surprised him. Um, it was this whole celebration and he did a signing for fans. It was, it was this, like, this crazy experience we, we spun up out of nowhere. And, you know, it, it's, it's just fun to, to let them be you know, everyday guys and kind of enjoying their time. I don't know, Adam. No, that that's exactly it. Just the those little like experiential things that come about as a result of them being able to connect deeper with their fans is so special. And you know, one of the things that we love about professional sports is hey, you can show up to a game repping a guy's jersey and you know, you can kind of go down at halftime or at the end of the game and see if he can sign it for you and then you've got to oh, I've got this guy's jersey and it's signed by him it's so uh, rewarding and it feels right to be able to provide that opportunity for these guys at the collegiate level as well. And it's really special to see that come together. And I, I, I second that completely. My son is in college. He's into jerseys kind of like I was into, you know, sweatshirts in college stuff back when I was his age. And, and, you know, what I like is I walk into a store and whether I buy that jersey, some special news that we will be announcing um, in the next couple of weeks. um, That is, going to allow us to take this platform kind of to the next level and, and offer it to college students around the country. Um, it is uh, it is some breaking news that and I kind of feel like a lottery ticket sometimes, you know, landed across our desk. Um, but I'll just leave it at that because uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't, I don't want to break it right here. So <laughs> if everyone, I'm sure Larry will talk soon after this and, and, and come back on and chat about it. But yeah. um, you know, Adam and I are really thinking like, how do we make athletes real money? How do we make it so that these aren't just percentages or a buck here, but how do we change their livelihood when they're in college? And, and that's going to be our focus going forward. Um, and, and hopefully that gets some national attention. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you, okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so I can't, I can't tell you, Larry, sorry. It's, it's just right. the start. Just the All start. Right. Well, look, don't, don't, don't forget your boys, right? Don't, don't, don't <laughs> the guy you're talking to and uh, exactly you'll, you'll have to i mean this will bring listeners back for next week because uh, you'll be able to talk about it how about that <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to that i'm gonna hold you all to right that. So, deal deal all right Stephen Ferry, adam cook of uh, campus inc uh man great great talking to you guys we appreciate uh, you taking your time um and the information you've given us and certainly uh, really just want to wish you a continued success with this new venture as well as continuing to expand the illinois brand as well Larry, thanks for having us. Great chatting. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Take care anytime. And yeah, definitely come back soon. I'm, I'm, I mean that. All right. <laughs> Stephen Ferry, got him cook of Campus Inc. here in the Game Changers line presented by OSF Healthcare. Uh, again, continued success to you both. Hour number one is done here on the Sports Spectacular. But up next, we continue to count down to tip off. It's Illinois at Michigan State Top 25 Showdown. And the problem with being Kofi. That's on the way. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On Call Urgent Care. 
That's right, Demonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare.